Hello and welcome to Behind the Journey. On this show, I talk about why it's important that friends call out friends. One of the things that I've always been incredibly, incredibly passionate about has been this idea that your closest circle, the people closest to you, the people that know you the most are the people that should be calling you out if you do things wrong. And I kind of got a, a, a real dose of this yesterday um, where one of my friends said something that I just thought was completely and utterly wrong. I thought it was the, one of the worst things you could say about an individual and my friendship group over WhatsApp were very kind of hesitant for, to call this person out um, until I did it. And my motto has always been that friends call out friends. Um, and I think that you only really know your kind of closest circle when they're willing and able to call you out when you do something that isn't cool, right? Isn't the norm, isn't respectable, isn't the right thing to do. And I'll, I'll tell you the story, but, but I won't tell you the story, but I'll tell you essentially the essence of it all. And the essence of it all was that a member of my friendship circle who has done rather well, and they've gone to a kind of a really prestigious university. They've, they're, they're kind of educated around some of the, the brightest minds um, in the UK and in some cases in the world. And um, he had looked down upon someone in a job that he didn't believe was adequate. And I didn't think, I, you know, I've always been of the idea that you never know anyone's circumstances. You never know anyone's um, current situation. You never know why someone's currently doing what they need to do. And the key thing is you never judge, right? You never know what someone's going through. And I called him out. I called him out pretty directly. I said that what I thought he was doing was wrong, that he doesn't know the person's circumstances. The person was very nice and direct to, to him and was um, and, and asked him how he's been getting on. And he was the nice guy and spoke to him. And I essentially said, there's two people in this scenario, one person that came over to say hi and one person that came to a group chat and bitched. And I know the individual that is the nicer person in my eyes. And although that may sound like a really harsh and really um, difficult thing to say to somebody, I meant it with the greatest deal of respect. I meant it with the all the love in the world. And at the end of it, I said, look, mate, somebody can be a twat, but you don't have to look down on their job. Someone can be an idiot, but you don't have to hate on them. And I think a lot of the time we're in this very much um, glorification, glorification situation within our lives where we're always trying to one-up on everyone. And, um, it, you know, I think the greatest people, the people that are working the hardest, people that are going the furthest in this world are individuals that aren't having to do that, right? The individuals that don't have to one-up. They don't have to one-up you. They don't have to um, try and perceive themselves better than anyone else. The individuals that respect everyone's journey, respect everyone's situation, respect where everyone is going. And for me, if you don't understand and don't see that happening, you have to call it out. You have to be the friend to that individual. Because if that person had said and bitched about that individual's job or what they were currently getting up to, to somebody else they didn't know, they probably would have got a punch to the face. But the moment I stepped up and I said to that individual, look, I think you're being a dick right now. I think you're judging someone. I don't think you have any experience to judge someone. I don't think it's the right thing to judge someone. He defended himself, first of all, and then he realized that, yes, he absolutely was a dick. He apologized, said thanks for calling me out, and no doubt he'll go on and be a better individual for it. And I think that there are moments in our lives, even people we don't even really know, where we sometimes have to just call it out. We have to correct correct behavior 
Um, a, because it's the right thing for us to fucking do as individuals and humans. Even standing with people you don't really know is a fucking good thing to do. But B, it's to stop it happening again. And C, I'm going to put it real fucking real with you. You, know, you can't bitch about someone's job because you don't know who's listening to the bitch. They might be in a difficult situation. They might be going through something hard. And I think it's very fucking difficult sometimes to hear people bitch about someone else. So anyway, yeah, I called it out. And I always fucking will. Um, an investment I made like, I don't know, six, seven, eight months ago now. I went out for dinner with the CEO, lovely chap. Um, he just 8 x 8 x It went from a... Uh, 800,000 pound valuation to a 8 million uh, pound valuation. It's 10x in six to seven months. I was fucking blown away. I was absolutely blown away that this business had grown so rapidly in such a short period of time. And it was now looking at raising 1.5 million pounds at an 8 million valuation. Blown away. Now, I really didn't fundamentally believe in the business to 100% degree. But what I did believe in is the person behind it. What I did believe in is the individual would figure out a way to make that business work. And many of us, we look at businesses and we try and figure out, oh, that business looks great, but if they've got a shit CEO or founder, the business will probably fail anyway. And I invested in this business because I thought the CEO, the founder, the individual leading the charge was the number one person to make shit happen in this field. And it so happens that he is making shit happen in the field. And sometimes you have to look around the idea to find the gem in the CEO and having been in business now for, I don't know what, 10, 12 years, whatever it may be now, I've really realized that the individual behind the business, the person leading the charge in most cases is more important than the individual, than the idea itself. And I often see it as they're multipliers of each other, right? That a exceptional MD and an exceptional CEO, once they put a great business with a great individual, it's almost like a multiplier effect. If you've got a crappy business and you're a great MD, then you're going to be multiplying the crappiness with the great MD. If you have it the other way around, it's the same principle. But I've always been a great idea and a great believer that actually the MD is the overarching waiting fact. And it comes back from my core belief, which has been that marketing has always been the multiplier effect. You know, you have a great business, you have great marketing, boom, it's a huge, huge multiplier effect. It's the same thing with a great business and a great MD. The two go hand in hand. The two work together. It's absolutely crucial. But when your business does a 10X in a six-month period, you know, for me, it's a huge win. Of course, I've, I've, I've multiplied my, my, my valuation of that business by 10x. I've done incredibly well. What a great investment, Pete. Well, I'll tell you a story. I bottled that investment twice. I bottled that investment the first time because I wanted to buy more Bitcoin. And the second time, uh, I wasn't going to get the tax, uh, tax incentive to invest. But thankfully, I got the tax incentive in the end through the SEIS scheme, which you get 50% off your tax bill. I managed to get in on the investment, but I was going to miss that opportunity. I was going to buy more fucking Bitcoin. But someone I know really deeply, they didn't invest in that business. They didn't go for it. And they said to me, oh, for fuck's sake, I've missed out on that great opportunity. What a shame. What a shame. And I said, look, there will be more ideas. There will be more businesses. There will be more opportunities to multiply your wealth. It just so happens you miss, this, you miss, you miss this one. I think it's really, really crucial that as individuals and business people, we don't get romantic about the missing shots. Because to get anywhere we want in business, we have to take numerous shots. These are shots we have to take over and over and over again. And if we are pedantic, upsetting, worried, romantic about every single shot we ever take, we'll never have the audacity and the ability to make the right amount of shots that matters.
we have to be taking 10, 12, 40, 60 shots a year to make things happen in business. If we worry about every single individual one, we will never, never, never make any progress. And it's absolutely crucial that we continue to take each shot with our gut feel. And if our gut is wrong on some of them, the gut is wrong on some of them. But to be worried and pedantic about every single lost shot is stupid. A really good example about this is the people that were introduced to Bitcoin in 2013, they are upset they didn't buy it in 2013. Rather than learning the last thing and buying now, they end up going down this massive spree of I hate Bitcoin, it's a crap it's a crap invention, it doesn't work. When actually they should have understood and not been romantic about their decision and embraced it moving further forward. And I think that that happens a lot. That happens a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of my opinion on investments as a whole. Do you take them out of shots you need to take? Don't worry about the outcome. Move forward with your life. I'm um, looking at doing some more um, guest podcasts with individuals that I think can bring real value to the podcast. And the reason I say that is the one I did with Spooner was was such a great podcast. I got some really good feedback from you guys listening to it. And I think he really is a a really good kind of oracle of knowledge. And he's always great to have on. I'm, I'm half tempted to have him as a regular slot because I think he just brings an extra value and an extra depth of uh, of conversation. Um, I know that I mentioned a podcast uh, a few ago about uh, Dan and Wapter, and I was going to ask him, and I'll be honest with you, I completely forgot. I completely forgot to message him and ask him to come on the show. So right this very second, I'm going to do it, because if I don't do it now, I will forget. Let me open up the chat. Dan want to come on the pod send um i messaged him saying i want to come on the pod because i think that his story is gonna be really really important and i completely forgot to even ask him um back to spooner i think i need to get him on the podcast more i think he brings a level of depth to the to the conversation as well as a theory and i think that i'm very much headline he's very much depth and i think the two of us uh, will work really really well to, to to kind of push this podcast on further forward um but yeah I'm currently sat in the um, uh, office overlooking the office, if that makes any sense to any of you listening to this podcast. Um, and uh, there's two, we've got Brad and Ben downstairs about to do an interview for a new role. Um, we're hiring to replace someone. And it always gets me thinking, you know, when we replace someone, it's it's really sad, right? It's really, really sad. And I said this to someone the other day. I said, like, running a business is difficult, really, really difficult because you build a team you get on with the team, you build a relationship with the team, you know, you're a friend with the team, and then people leave, people move on. And it's always, you know, absolutely, I'm not going to sit here and say that you have to stay here forever, but, you know, you build a bond, you build a relationship with the individuals. And then when they leave, it's almost like losing a friend. It's almost like uh, losing a, a loved one because that individual you built relationship and built rapport with over time is now gone, right? They've now, now left the business. And I've seen some people come and go, 95%, 99% of people you literally never see again. Um, it's almost like a breakup or a divorce. Like once that person has left, they have left the business forever and you never, ever see them again. So it's always quite emotional when someone leaves, um, even if they're doing it for the, you know, the good of their own career, which I've always implored people to do, they don't stay for us. You know, if you believe that your career needs to, to progress to leave, I would always implore that. You, know, you crack on, you make you make your career what it, what it deserves to be. Um but in this case, with this person leaving, 
you know a lot of people are upset by it because they're a great character and and i am personally you know and um i've seen a few of these happen over the last six months where individuals i've really kind of got on with and they've been around for quite a while have left just to further their career and um yeah it's just kind of emotional um it almost feels like emotional abuse um which i guess is kind of interesting to say like you know how do individuals in businesses you know they're sometimes more numb than other people and because you've got to deal with emotional changes on a regular regular basis it's kind of kind of deep sometimes um bitcoin always has a, a strong topic on on these podcasts and uh, we've seen some really nice price action over the last week we're up to 45k um i bought some more did some more buy orders around 40 and 42 and 43 um, I just think it was a really good buy position. I thought it was really, really interesting to be at. So I kept buying and kept uh, kept investing. Um, we've seen a small drop, I think, um, down to 45. Was it 46.5 at one point? I thought we were breaking out to 50K. It's had a, it had a correction. It's come back down. Um, some trend lines are showing it down to 39. I think it will probably hold above 42. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Um, not concerned, as always. If you believe Bitcoin's going to 100K to a million, it doesn't really matter what the price is now. If you believe in the long-term success, um so yeah always always been a fan of that no drama at all we keep moving on um but it got me thinking about um the american states and the senators and who we actually follow as kind of democratic leaders of the free world i guess and um there was a bitcoin bill called the infrastructure bill that passed passed through in america and the infrastructure bill is uh, you know, investment in infrastructure in, the, in america and it was totaling 3.2 trillion of investment in that bill, which was a stupidly long page document, you know, like I'm talking like thousands of pages. In that bill, there was a paragraph, and this paragraph basically outlawed the right for privacy within crypto, um, and it allowed it. It made every single uh, cryptocurrency, crypto wallet, crypto everything have to declare um, everything to the IRS, the uh, tax scheme over America. And this bill was passed and created by an 87 year old senator who was serving his sixth term. And it gets me thinking, you know, when we're really thinking about things on a grand, grand level, why are we allowing 87-year-old senators who do not understand technology to regulate our industries? Why are we allowing these 87-year-old individuals who, let's be frank, haven't got huge amounts of time left, develop our future worlds? Because these decisions, which they think are easy, small decisions, are actually catastrophic for the wider market. These senators can pretty much pass whatever they believe is right. And if they pass something that is going to really affect us, long term they're not going to be the ones that issue the sacrifices they're going to be the ones that don't even see it unfold so i've been a huge huge believer in this idea that we should have an age limit um on uh, decision makers and democratic leaders because it stops this weird effect of senators and politicians just staying in power for so so long in safe seats i mean to have six seven terms as a senator at 87 years old is a joke to the system um, and i believe we should have a kind of a complete uprising and a change in which that, how that is done to stop this from happening over and over again because otherwise we get in a situation where people who don't understand the modern world are making decisions on the modern world and most importantly people who don't understand new technologies are making decisions on new technologies when they don't even understand what the technology is in the first place um, and it's very damaging when you've got places like russia and um, china who are making such dramatic and technological investments as a nation and then you have the western world making legislation against technological advancements it's just a big worry for the long-term future of the free world and i think if we want to compete with china in the future as you know the western democracy we are going to have to make some real surefire bets and in innovative technologies which is going to be led by the free market and the only thing stopping these things right now is unfortunately the public market public regulation and public rules and that for me is a concern as always 
just a short pod today. I'm going to a, a dinner. I've been having business dinners every single day this week, so I've been uh, putting a bit of weight on, but I've been watching my, uh, I've been getting exercise and doing some weights, making things happen uh, to kind of push forward. So, um, yeah, so, but, but yeah, it's one, one of those weeks where I'm just eating out a lot. Uh, I think it's because I've been feeling a bit shit from this vaccine still. So uh, we're kind of five or six week in. Uh, just got a bit of a tingle in my little finger as my kind of consistent side effect. But I think it's getting better and we'll move on with our lives. But because of that, and I'm feeling better now, I'm kind of going out a lot more. I just can't wait for, for event seasons to open up and to things get back to normal. It just doesn't seem to be happening as much. It's a bit quiet, if I'm being honest, on the uh, on the um, meeting people front in terms of work, which obviously naturally slows down new business in the agency. I'm putting it down at the moment to August being a summer holiday period. But um, either way, it's a bit fucking annoying, to be honest. But as always, keep smiling, keep doing your thing. And I'll speak to you guys next week.